Hey brokers, it's Mark Summers, president of AIM. I'm excited to announce that I will be the new host of AIM's podcast, Broker to Broker. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators, just like me. Download today, available on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Welcome everyone back to the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. Um, I'm the president of AIM. And once again, as I always say, really excited about uh, the guest that I have coming on today. A little fun, interesting fact is he's, I didn't even know this, but he's about 25 minutes away from me. And I met him for the first time about six months ago. Uh, and uh, we, have a, we have an interesting connection, but it's a good one. But uh, today I'll be interviewing the broker owner of the Bally Lending Team. I want to welcome Amir Bally. Welcome, buddy. Mark, thank you so much, man. Hey, I, I appreciate it. And uh, I will give you the honor of saying you do more business than I do. All right, man. So you're the man. All right. Here we go. We're already starting this way. So no, it's, uh, you know, I, I love your take. I know you're really active on social media. I know you're, you know, you're really, you, you have great convictions in my eyes. And, uh, you know, so I'm really excited to hear what you have to say today. So, you know, one thing I always love talking about, um, I didn't do it last time and I got blasted for it, but uh, <laughs> which is your background? Okay. How did you get into this industry? I mean, it's not, it's, it's not anything that any kid dream growing up is dreaming about. Yeah, no. So, um, yeah. So thank you for the introduction. So, um, I am uh, 26 years old. So I started in the mortgage industry when I was 18. So when I was 18, I, uh, applied at Quicken Loans. Um, I got the job at Quicken Loans. I was one of the youngest licensed loan officers at Quicken Loans. Um, once I got my license and I got my States, I actually got fired from Quicken Loans, right? I just, I didn't do well. So I got fired. Like I got my license and a few days later I got fired. Um, so I left the mortgage industry for a while. Um, got my license. I worked at a phone store and then another phone store and then another phone store. And then one day I said, you know, Hey, I want to, you know, find a way to get back in. So I worked at a, at a local credit union here and, uh, I worked with a couple of the mortgage guys over there and I was just kind of like their assistant, right? Pushing papers, looking at the applications, things like that. Um, I did that for about a year and a half. Then I left there and then I went to go work at United, United Wholesale Mortgage. So I worked at United Wholesale Mortgage for about a year and a half over there. Um, built like I would look at Matt. It was before like the whole Pontiac campus and the 7,000 employees. I don't even think we had a thousand employees at the time. And um, I remember I would look at the guy and just be like, dude, you inspire the hell out of me, you know? And uh, um, I, there was, we moved to the Pontiac building. So about a year and a half later, then I sat in front of I sat in front of Matt and I had a one-on-one -on -one with him. It took about two months to get in front of him just to like, he was my boss, right? And to sit in front of him. And I picked his brain for about 30 minutes. I literally had a one-on-one -on -one with Matt for about 30 minutes. And then at the end of the meeting, I went up to my AVP and I said, hey, Josh, I quit. And he's like, why do you quit? Like, you know, I was doing great. I just finished meeting with Matt. I'm like, because Matt inspired the shit out of me, bro. And I just got to go and do my own thing. <laughs> and yeah. I quit. With no no game plan, no money. I, I think I had like about two grand in my bank account. No money, no game plan, no nothing. And uh, I just took everything that I learned and just applied it. And that's that's really it. That's how I got into owning my own owning my own brokerage and uh, becoming a loan officer. So that was you probably wouldn't look back either, would you? Um, no, I remember I was sitting at I, you know Josh Frank, my AVP. If he if he's listening to this, I uh, remember I sat in the office with him. He's like dude, you're not going to make it. He's like, it's not good. He's like, do you understand how hard it is? People like they build a company, build, I'm like, 
I'm like, Josh, if I, if I fail, I'll just come back here. What I got nothing to lose, you know? <laughs> and now he sends me referrals. And every time he sends me a referral, I talk smack to him. I said, remember what I, you said I was going to fail? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I absolutely love yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, UWM at HBO, arguably, uh, you know, our biggest supporters and, and, you know, and champion the brokers so much. And he has that effect on people, not going to lie. Yeah, no, and, and it was great. And um, just everything, uh, I – you know, going still into the into the topic of the background, right? Um, I do mainly purchase business. I'm 100% referral based. No leads, no no marketing except for social media things, right? Um, and those are the things that uh, Matt and his account executives. Now, mind you, I don't mean to make everything so fixated on UWM, but that's something that Matt and his account executives. That's something they teach. Is uh, they teach us. When I was an AE, they taught us how to teach brokers how to how to get that purchase business, how to stand out how to destroy retail, whatever it is, how just to, just to win, whether you're competing with another broker or whether you're competing with retail, which usually that's what we're competing with, just how to win, how to stand out. And that's what they teach, man. And that's all of it really, you know? So it's cool. That's cool, man. I'm glad that they, they gave you the platform to now be extremely successful and, and, uh, right, right in, right in my backyard, but that's okay. No, I love, I love seeing people become successful. There's a, there's enough business out there for all of us. I'll oh, tell yeah. you that much. Definitely. So when we when we spoke earlier, um, we always have these pre-meetings for people listening. We always have these pre-meetings to kind of get us in line here what we're going to talk about. One of the things that you hit really hard on, Amir, was volume versus margin. Right. I mean, I know that's a big part of your business. So give, give me give me a little bit of insight on that and what brokers can do to win more deals. Correct. So, okay, so my whole model is volume versus margin. So now what that means is if you capitalize on how much money you make per client, Per deal, you're only going to do two to three loans a month, right? And there's other brokers that probably they they focus on their margin and they're probably closing 40, 50 loans a month. God bless them. They're doing great, right? Whatever. But in my opinion, in my eyes, if you're focusing on the margin, you're not going to get the volume. The volume is what makes you the profit. The volume is what brings you more margins, right? Now, if I'm trying to charge 2.75 on every single deal that comes through my door and I don't get that 2.75 and I don't budge not even a smidge, so right now I close on average about 50 to 55 loans a month. Like just as an individual, I'll probably drop down to five or 10, right? Which is great. Still probably drop down to five or 10. I would rather say, okay, hey, listen, I'm going to compete to win on every single deal. And I'm going to close those 50 loans a month. Yeah, there are probably some brokers out there closing 20 loans a month, making the same margin I'm making, closing 50 loans a month. God bless them. But I'm in it for the long term. I'd rather have 50 people talking about how great I am rather than 20 people talking about how great I am. I'm 100% referrals. I spend not a single dollar on marketing except for like my Mortgage Minute Monday videos. I sponsor them on Facebook and Instagram, put $172 a week behind them. No billboards, no cold calling, no leads, none of that. 100% referral business, right? And once again, that comes from focusing on the volume. Hey, Mr. Client, how can I win your business? Hey, Mr. Client, retail is charging you four grand. I'm going to charge you two grand, right? I'm going to cut it in half just to earn your business. Now, hey, Mr. Client, I just want to let you know, I'm cutting my commission to earn your business. Now, this is a business move for me. So what I look at you as is an investment. So all I would ask in return is, can you tell three or four people about me? Can you go out there and tell a couple people that you just refinanced? Or when you purchased that new home and you have people over, can you just mention I was the one that helped you, right? It's like, now I'm able to do that. They know that, hey, I cut my commission a little bit. I didn't focus on the margin to earn their business. Now, hey, Mr. Client, can you go around and tell people about me? And that's what's happening. 
I've only been in the business. I've literally only had my shop. I haven't even hit three years yet. I've not even hit three years yet. And I closed last year about 142 million in volume. I think it was 124. It was a hundred something plus million last year in volume. And I've only had my, I haven't had my shop three years yet. Right. So it's once again, it's focusing on the volume, not the margin. You know, my AE always tells me, he says, the fattest pig gets slaughtered first, you know? So that's everything, right? If you're only trying to get more margin, more money, more margin, more money, you're not going to get that volume. And then as these rates begin to go up, you know, if they hit three and a half, four percent again, you're just going to fade because no one's going to want to use you. You're just going to fade, you know? Yeah, no, you're yeah. absolutely right. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like one of these big, great debates that I, I have with many members, uh, and even, and even some of my own staff. You know, for for my broker shop, you know, I'm like, I can sit here and arguably tell you how many deals I closed, but I can't really tell you how much volume it was because I'm just, I just want to get as many as I can. You know, and whatever the commission is, it, it will come. I, I'm not worried about that at that point. Now, I'm not working for free at the same time. You know what I mean? But, I'm winning business. I'm getting my name out there. I'm getting the company name out there. And, it, and it's a debate that I'm telling you, we're going to have till, <laughs> till, till, till we die. Correct. And I, and I never tell anybody to work for free. Like I wouldn't work for free. I, I wouldn't work. I wouldn't do it at all. And um, to, to add to your point, the only reason why I remember my numbers is I'm so competitive. I just want to be number one. I don't care. I just want to be number one. That's all it is. You know? So that's one of the reasons why I remember my numbers, just because I'm a freak like that. I'm just an idiot like that. But 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 um, but yeah, nobody should work for free. So if I'm ever talking to brokers, or if I'm ever doing like these one-on-ones with brokers, because every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, I talk to diff- a different broker, especially from our brokers are better at 7 a.m. in the morning Eastern time, and I have a 15-minute phone call with them on how I how I think they should structure their business or how I can help them get more business. And I don't charge for it; it's completely free. It's my way of giving back to the to the community aim that helps me get to where I am. So I always talk to these brokers and they're like, Amir, but you know, I don't want to work for free. I'm like, yeah, man. But if you're using a company like UWM, a company like home point financial, a company like Remin wholesale, and you're closing that refi in 10 days, do you really want to make 10 grand on that loan? Like, do you really have to make 10 grand on that one loan? Like, aren't you okay with making like five, you know, <laughs> and like we see how many, how much money people make in, in Michigan, right? Mark, when we do our loans, like, yeah, absolutely. I'm making like four or five grand a month, you know? And you're making five grand off one loan. Like, do you really got to make 10? Make that five, make that client happy, and then let them go and get you more business. Don't do the marketing and the advertising and the lead gen. Let your clients that you close, let them do it for you. You know, get the business from them. You know, that's how you win. You have other people talking about you, word of mouth, it's free. It's the best advertiser that's free, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Let your clients market for you. I mean, that's that's arguably the, the easiest thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So yeah, so that, that's, that's my, uh, when it comes to volume versus margin, I'm definitely very passionate about that because it's, it pro- it's proven to work. It just, it works. But I, once again, people have, people have structure. Hey, I have to make this much. I, I cannot do a loan if I'm not making this much, then send me the yeah. loan. I'll do it for you. you know? yeah. <laughs> so, so to also hit on that, and you know, once again, I'm going to put a little asterisk next to this. What I'm saying is not gospel. You know what I mean? And it's, this is just my, personally, my business philosophy and things and then kind of the way I, I, I go about my business, which is I will, I will legitimately, you know, I'm training a few people right now and I'll legitimately tell them like, yeah, you know, we always want to make money. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, if, if it's a cookie cutter deal, you can get that thing closed and, you know, a CTC in seven days and you make five grand. I mean, what's your hourly rate? 
at, at, at that moment, you know, so let, like, let's, let's back into it, you know, and yeah, there's going to be deals where you make your full comp and deals you don't, you know, and I, I don't think it's any disservice to what we're doing by any means, but it's just like, it's just that mindset, you know, I, I, I don't like losing deals. I, so if, if anyone ever calls me, you know, and says, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, shopping you with quick and well, that's an easy one. Check already checkmate on that one. I already got that one. But someone else, like I'm not losing that business. I I do everything in my power not to lose that business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And once again, it just goes back to compete to win. Even if you're doing that loan for a grand, you're just making a thousand dollars. You're making enough just to cover processing and compliance. You're only doing it for a grand. It's like you can, you have even more of a reason to go back to that client. And if I was a client and I was working with you, Mark, and you said to me, "Hey, Amir, you know, I just want to let you know." You know, I don't mean to say this in a disrespectful manner, but I just want to let you know, you know I'm not making much money on this loan, right? I, I needed to, I, I couldn't make much money because I wanted to compete to earn your business and I earned your business. Now, all I ask is you refer me clients. If you told that to me and I was a client, I'd be like, dude, hell yeah. Like clearly I was the winner in this case, right? Because right, I got the right. Deal, right? Like clearly I'm, I'm the one that won, but why wouldn't I at least make an attempt to even post you on Facebook just to tag just closed my refinance. I used Mark Summers. He's a beast. Call him. And if one person calls you, then worth it, it was worth it. It was so worth it. You know, that's free marketing. It's free. The, the, I think I was telling you yesterday in our pre-meeting, I, sometimes I just say these numbers, you know, based off of what I can just guess. But I feel like the, the, the retention rate or the, the conversion rate, excuse me, on like a word, uh, a, a, a word of mouth referral it has to be somewhere in the high 70%, you know, and that's a free referral. And it's like, you're, there's a 70% chance you're going to convert that into a client. It's like, it's a no brainer, no brainer at all. You know? So. Yeah. And you hit something else there, you know, and it, and it hit me smack in the face uh, not, not too long ago, but uh, I had a, a past client call me and they said, Hey, I want to refer you my daughter. Are you, are you still doing this? Like, can can you handle it? And I'm sitting there in my head, I'm going, they shouldn't even have made this call in terms of, do I have the bandwidth to do it or whatever? Am I no? So, so what you're saying here is, you know, always tell your clients and ask them to refer you out and you're here for them no matter what. And, you know, so it's like that closed, closed mouths don't get fed, you know, so okay. you, you got to be able to do that. You got to be able show, to ask for referrals. I was showing you these yesterday. I know they can't see them on the podcast, but you know, every month we send out, this is about 50 letters. We send out letters to every single one of our borrowers. We put a dollar scratch off in here, a business card and like a handwritten card that just literally states like, hey, thank you for trusting us. Literally, just thank you for trusting us. Not even asking for business, just genuinely thank you for trusting us, right? And we touch these borrowers five times a year. Um, Matt, when I worked for Matt Ishbia, he would always say, he would always tell us as AEs to teach our brokers this, but every borrower is worth $25,000. Every client is worth 25 grand. And I remember me, Little old Amir, I'll be like, Matt, what the hell are you talking about? Every client's worth 20. Like, what does that mean? And he's like, well, you're going to make your commission off the one client. Then he refers you the daughter, right, Mark? He refers you the, the, the dad, the best friend. The son gets married and you do that mortgage. And, oh, they got to buy a second home, right? That's, you'll, you're going to get 25 grand off that one client, right? So it's like if you can touch that client five times a year, stay in front of them five times a year, send them even a handwritten card three times a year and send them a gift on Thanksgiving and a gift on Christmas, just stay in front of them. It, it, I see people, I see loan officers that are putting like 10 grand every quarter into like Zillow, right? Or like 10 grand every quarter into like Google ads. And they're getting like 
three deals from it, four deals from it. And I say, like, man, I sent out a gift, a, a, a bottle, like it was like, like bottles like these. I sent out 500 of them last year and it costed me seven grand for Christmas, right? I sent out 500 of them, right? Oh, we were, every text or post, thank you so much for the gift. We probably had over maybe 150 people tag us on social media. Thank you so much for the gift. Thank you for the gift, whatever. And the business that came from it, it's like, why don't we reinvest in our client? Like that, now that's my secret. So I kind of didn't want to talk about my secret. I was a little nervous to talk about it, but <laughs> I'll let it out. Come on. But, but that, that's my, my secret is why don't we reinvest in our clients, right? Rather than investing in social media or investing in Google or investing in ABC or putting your logo on your car or getting a billboard. Why don't you reinvest in the client? It's so much cheaper to invest in the borrower right? And not investing in the borrower by cutting your commission. Even if you're making full comp, why can't you just buy them a $20 cutting board? Like uh, buying them a cutting board and it says Bally on it. I, my realtor bought me the, a, a, a mat for outside my door. It says Bally on it. Every time I walk in my house, I think, damn, this guy, Mark, he bought me this mat. Like my realtor's name was Mark. I'm like, he bought me this mat. I remember him. I like, I just genuinely remember him. It's like, why wouldn't we reinvest in our borrowers? So what my company is doing and you know, this may go against the grain for a lot of other people, but hell, like if I, if it's wrong, it's wrong. You know, um, I'm, I'm moving my model from investing in the realtor or investing in the marketing to investing in the client, right? So I believe that realtors are here today, gone tomorrow. Once again, this is my opinion. Like you said, this is not gospel, but I could be completely wrong and I'm okay with it. My, my theory is some realtors are here today. They're gone tomorrow. Oh, in every in everybody's individual state, some people know that, hey, you know, if a lender, Joe Schmo says, hey, I'll give you 500 bucks, Mr. Realtor, per deal, then Amir Bali is doing a great job, but that other lender is going to do a great job too, but that realtor is going to get an additional 500 bucks. Some people chase the money. That realtor is gone. They're like a bag in the wind. It's gone. You're never going to see him again. You know, never going to send you another deal, right? But, but if I can invest in the client, if I can go back to my old borrowers or my current borrowers that are pre-approved, invest in them, whether it's send them a dollar scratch off, whether it's sell, send them a gift on Christmas. If I can invest in my client, then my client, when they go ahead and purchase a home, they're going to get a realtor and that I haven't worked with. And then that realtor that I haven't worked with is going to work with me for the first time. And then that's my opportunity. I'm going to be in front of that realtor. Now I'm going to say, Hey, Mr. Realtor, I know we never worked together before. Just got this purchase closed for you in 15 days. Let me get an opportunity to earn your business. Now, not only did I get the realtor, but I got the borrower also. Or maybe I'm going to get a borrower that doesn't have a realtor, right? Maybe I'm going to get a borrower that's not working with a realtor. So now I have a value add to maybe a realtor I don't work with. Hey, Mr. Realtor, I know you're using that other lender that gives you 500 bucks a deal, but how about this? Let me actually give you a client, right? Let me give you a client that's trying to buy a $300,000 home. That's a $9,000 commission check for you, right? Now that's almost 18 deals you would have to send another lender to make that reimburse, to make that, to make that money back. Right. Now, now I'm going to earn your business. Now here's my value add. Now that one borrower, what if that one borrower refers you somebody else, Mr. Realtor? Boom, my value is there. So let's reinvest in the client. Once again, not saying, and I'm sorry if I'm talking a lot, but once again, not reinvest, not saying don't go after realtors anymore because we still do. I still do my, my weekly calls to agents, the listing agent, the buyer's agent every Tuesday, still stay in front of them every single week, right? So I'm not saying don't go after the realtors anymore. Don't continue with those relationships that you currently have. But let's move our focus to the consumer because the consumer is who is ultimately going to get us the most business at the end of the day because they're the most loyal. My car salesman, 
I got a Jeep Grand Cherokee in 2015, right? From a, it's the Chrysler dealership on a Hall Road. Um, the guy's name is Apollo, whatever. Uh, I, I go to him. I haven't gotten a car from him in four, uh, five years now. I've been driving a Ford. I promise you every year he still calls me for my birthday. Every single year. I'll still get a call for my birthday. I'm like, Apollo, I, don't even, I, don't even, I haven't even gotten a car from you in years, bro. It's like, yeah, man. It's, you know, if you ever need anybody, just think of me. I refer to people. And it's like, and then I think about it. I say, why don't I do that? Right, like, right. Even if, you didn't, even if you didn't use me or let me, like, even if I didn't work with some that person, let me invest my time in them. And yeah, that's it. So that's my secret, everybody. To everybody listens, that's my secret, right? That's my secret. Put it out there. I'm, I'm blasting this all over social media now. I'm, I'm scared I'm going to compete with you now. I'm freaking you I'm scared of. Nobody else. No, you have nothing to be. We're all on the same team, man. Um, okay. Love it. Absolutely love this stuff. I, I think a lot of times within reason, you know, it's easy to talk to people who have kind of like that same mind mindset, you know, so this is this is really easy for me. But now I want to talk about, one of your mindsets, obviously you brought up numbers and just that you're competitive. So you have to have that winner mindset, right? So we always go through change. We're some of the most adapt. I've always said that, you know, the wholesale channel is the most adaptive people out there. So tell me your winner mindset. Like, how do you get into this mindset every day? Because you're, you're on, you are on all the time. Yeah, no. So, um, well, for starters, uh, I believe in waking up early. So every single morning, Monday through Friday, I'm up at 4 a.m. My problem is I usually go to bed at like 11 or 12, so I don't get much sleep. So like between like 5 to like 8, I'm dragging, you know. But um, I wake up every morning at 4 a.m. I wake up at 4 a.m. I get to the gym. So I, I, I wake up, I pray, I meditate, and then I get to the gym by about 5, right? Um, you know, when I say like pray, meditate, like I don't mean like you have to be a Catholic or a Christian or whatever, but like just finding your own like – just like, just come to peace. Like, okay, I'm going to conquer. It's like a daily affirmations, right? You don't have to be, you can be, you don't have to believe in anything. Just daily affirmations to yourself. I'm going to win today. Today, I'm going to kill it. Today, nothing's going to stop me. Today, I'm number one. Like it's cheesy, but you have to tell yourself these things so you can continue to believe it. I get to the gym by five. Uh, once I'm, I'm out of the gym at five, I'm in my office, 615. 6.15, I'm sitting at my desk. I don't drink coffee. And I just drink my water. 6.15, I'm sitting at my desk and I'm working. Between 6.15 to about 10 a.m., it is the most productive time of my entire day. Nobody's calling me. My phone's not ringing. I don't need to put it on do not disturb. I'm not answering text messages. I'm not answering emails. I'm thinking about how can I win? What can I do? So I'll Google my name. I'll just go incognito and I'll Google my name. Okay, Amir Bally. Okay, you see me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Okay, what about Nextdoor? What about Yelp? Right? What about Google? What about Google my business? How do I put myself out there more? And then I'll Google other loan officers, right? I'll, like, not going to lie. I'll Google people like you. I'll Google people like Todd Bitter, Katie Sweeney. I'll Google people like you guys and or, you know, Skylar Welch or um, Peter Gonzalez. Or I think I just butchered his last name. But I'll Google people like them. And it's like, okay, what are they doing, right? And not in a sense to take what they're doing, stomp on them and be better. No, how can I take what they're doing and, and grow from them? How can I learn from other people? Maybe even a loan officer is only doing two loans a month. Is he posting a cool little video on Instagram? How do I win? How do I get better? How do I do that, right? The next thing is there's a lot of mornings where I'll wake up and I genuinely say, dude, I ain't got shit to do. Like, fuck, I'm bored as hell. I'm bored out of my mind. But then I go back to thinking. I say, okay, when I used to work at UWM, I used to, our, as an AE, we wouldn't need to start until about 9 or 10. So it was like 9 a.m. We had to be sitting at our desk, right? I would get into the office sometimes at 7.30, about an hour and a half early. My desk was right behind Matt Ishbia's office. I'd see his door open. One morning I got in at 6 a.m., guy's door is open. He's in there. 
He's a billionaire, dude. What are you doing sitting in the office? What business do you have sitting in your office at six o'clock in the morning? Now, once again, brokers might listen to this. Oh, Amir, it's all you talk about. It's like, no, it's like everybody has somebody they look up to. Everybody has their own inspiration, right? I didn't grow up with any parents. I had no parents in my life. I was an orphan my whole entire life. So I, I needed to look for some sort of inspiration, someone that would motivate. This guy motivates me, right? It's like, dude, you're a billionaire. What are you doing sitting in your office at 5.30 in the morning? Or on Fridays, we would leave at 6 p.m. And it's like, I'd stay till like 6.45 dude's still sitting in his office. What are you doing in the office at seven o'clock on a Friday? What are you doing, Matt? What could you possibly be doing? You know, it's like, so it's like, I think about that. And then when I, when I met with him, I had that 30 minute one-on-one before I met with him and before I quit, I asked him, I said, Matt, I need to know what the hell are you doing in your office so early? He gave me this wild, like equation formula and I took it and I, and I used it and it, it, that's, that's why I'm the number two loan officer in Michigan in less than three years, because of this little formula of his, he used to say to me, if you have a competitor that has been in the industry two years longer than you, okay. Like a loan officer you compete with, he's been in the industry two years longer than you. How can you essentially have more experience than him? Even though he's been in the industry two years longer than you, you work harder than him. Okay, man, how do I work harder than him? He's, and he gave me the little spiel. He said the guaranteed way to success is outworking your competition, right? It's just the guaranteed way to success. He said, if your competitor wakes up at nine o'clock in the morning, your competitor gets in the office at 10 o'clock in the morning, right? You woke up at four o'clock in the morning. You got in the office at six o'clock in the morning. That means you're four hours ahead of him for the day. If you do five days a week, times it by four, that's 20 hours, right? That means you worked, you worked, you like had 20 hours more a day. Now say you stayed in the office till eight. He left the office at six. That's another uh, two times. That's another 10 hours. That means you worked 30 more hours than him in one week. If you do that for 52 weeks in a year, right? That's 150, whatever. That's, that's it's like 15 more hours. It's a, it's a lot more hours, right? You take that, you do the days. This is how many more months you had than him. This is how many more days a month you had than him. This is how many additional months you had a year than him. That means you worked more. You put in more hours. You made more headway. You made more. You were running longer than him, so you caught up, right? You're running a track race. He stopped after 100 meters, but you kept going. Every time he stops, you're, you're, you're gaining more traction. You're gaining more traction until you pass him, right? He's like, you have to outwork everybody. So my winner's mindset is I will never let my team work harder than me. It's not a pride thing. It's, it's no pride at all. But my head processor, John, he's sitting in, the, in his office right now. If he comes in at seven, I'm here at five. If he leaves at six, I leave at eight. You will never outwork me. And it's not because I want to work harder than you. It's because it's my business. It's my name on my, it's my name on my shirt, right? It's, this is me. Why is my team working harder than me? It doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. Obviously I make more revenue. Obviously my profits are larger than how much they get paid, right? It's not a secret. It's not a secret at all. Why are they working harder than me? My team will never work harder than me. I will always work harder. That's the mindset you need to have. People, a lot, I see a lot of brokers and I talk to a lot of brokers, man. They say, Amir, okay, I got one LOA. I got three processors. Now I'm work, going from working 12 hours a day to working six hours a day. God bless you, right? That's awesome. I'm, I'm, right. You have a wife, you have kids. God bless you. You want to spend time with me? I don't have a wife. I don't have any kids. God bless you. You want to work less hours. That's cool. But just because you're only working six hours a, a day now, don't expect your business to double because you hired three more people. Your business is probably going to plateau or it's probably going to stay the exact same. It's like just because you made a larger team doesn't mean you get to work less. You right. have to work harder. 
You know, you, you just have to work more. That's it. Now, the last thing I want to add to the winner's mindset is I want to say, you know, you don't have to close 45 loans a month to be a winner. You don't. Like some brokers will say, Amir, you know, I'll never be able to close. You know, I, I don't think I can ever see myself doing as much business as you. I say, dude, you can do 10 loans a month, make your, make your money, and you're the happiest man on earth. Like there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing like I'm number two and I brag about it, but I'm usually number two is the first one to lose. Right. But it's like, it's like, there's nothing wrong with doing 10 loans a month. You don't need to compare yourself to others because that comparison game is how you're just going to, you're going to kill yourself. You know, how can you be the best you can be? That's what I tell everybody, be the best you can be. And then that'll just lead into winning and just wanting to continue to win. Um, another thing is just like you said, adapting, you have to adapt to everything. Okay. So you have to adapt to, you have to adapt to, um, like for example, when that FHFA fee for refis came out, it was the biggest buzzkill in the world. I remember like the, the night, the night before brokers were sending me messages and I was getting messages. My, Hey man, tomorrow when pricing opens up, it's going to open up worse. Plus this fee, I'm like, Holy, I, I got 40 loans floating right now. I remember the night before. Literally, I, I, no exaggeration, I was up to like 11.59 at night just locking loans. And lenders were not allowing us to lock anymore. At like 10 o'clock at night, they were halting pricing locks. And I was like, holy shit, this, the world's going to end. What's going on? You right, know? Right. I remember that month, like I had to take so many losses on loans. I, I lost my commission on that month, on a month-to-month average. I probably lost maybe 60% of my commission that month. Because just because that fee rolled out doesn't mean I'm going to throw that at my borrower. I'm going to take that loss. I didn't know that was happening. I'm their loan officer. I'm their professional. They trusted me. I didn't do a good enough job. Whether I just learned about it four hours before it happened, I didn't do a good enough job, right? Adapting. Now you take that FHFA fee and you adapt. Okay, hey, now pricing is not as good. So now you have to confidently sell a 2.99 rather than a 2.75. You have to sell it confidently, right? Or with making the choice, right? This, this whole BS thing that QLMS is talking about. Right? Like, they're so cheesy, man. Like, I have, I have, I have AEs that I follow on LinkedIn that work at QL or at Rocket TPO, and they'll be like, "Brokers are stronger because they get to make the choice." <laughs> I'm just such an asshole, and I'll comment on it, and I'll literally say, "This is the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. This is the dumbest thing I've ever read." Like making a choice, like. The marketing is great. God bless you guys. Some buyers will buy into that all day. But like, like, what do you mean making the choice? Like brokers now have to adapt to like, hey, maybe you were interested in dabbling in QL, knowing they were wrong, but you want to sell your send your bad loans to them. Now you can't do that anymore. Why are you throwing a hissy fit about it? My example I use to every broker that I talk to, um, when they say, Amir, but you know, QL, they can go to like 600 or whatever the hell they say. I say to them, hey, Mr. Broker, let me ask you a question. If Quicken Loans Retail shut down tomorrow, tomorrow, Quicken Loans Retail, done. They're just gone. Do you think you'll pick up just one more loan a quarter, not a month, just one more loan a quarter because Quicken Loans Retail shut down? 99.999% of the time, the broker will be like, yeah, of course. They're the number one retail lender. All the business is going to have to go somewhere. I'll pick up one more loan. I say, then you're, they're your competitor. You compete with them. Like, that's right. it. It's clear as day. Like, I don't need to go into soliciting borrowers or trigger leads or all that BS. No. If you're going to pick up more business because they went out of business, they're your competitor. 
Like if mobile gas station shut down, then BP is going to pick up more business, right? Like, because mobile's gone. So BP competes with mobile. It's as clear as day. There's nothing else that needs to be said, like nothing else, right? Now people will come at me and say, Amir, you're married to UWM. Amir this, Amir that. You can look up my production, dude. I'm using other lenders. I use HomePoint. I use Remin. That's really all. I use Flagstar, even though they have retail. I use it for my jumbos. But now that UWM's jumbo is back, I don't use Flagstar anymore. It's like I use other people, right? But I have a principle that I am only going to use who invests in me. That's why I invest in AIM, right? That's why sometimes I'll reach out to Katie and be like, dude, can I like donate money to you guys? Like, fuck, like you guys never ask me for a dollar, but you guys are always there protecting me if I ever need anything. That's why I invest in AIM. That's why I invest in UWM. That's why I invest in HomePoint. HomePoint's updating their system. HomePoint's getting better. Every single time I go into their website, there's a new update. They're, that's why I invest in Arrive, right? Because Arrive is focused on brokers, right? It's like, you have to adapt to what's better, what's good. I get it. Nobody wants anybody to tell them who they should or should not use, but like you have to understand. Okay. Yeah, sure. UWM might make more money because they decided to cut out Quicken. Yeah, sure. Right. But you have to believe Matt Ishbia when he says that if it's not for brokers, he's going to go out of business too. He doesn't have a retail. So if brokers aren't sending him business, he's going to go out of business. So why wouldn't he protect the people that are making him revenue, like, right? <laughs> it's like, I, like, I don't know yeah. what I'm saying, you know. Anyway, sorry, I ramble on, Mark. I'm sorry, bro. No, Stop. you're you're good. No, no, you're the, the lot of the lot of the the viewpoints you have. You, you just put them in a different way, and it, it sheds light on it. That's all. Yeah, yeah. So it's all just about man. Like, we have to adapt, and we have to understand that. Like, like I don't know, man. Like. Just adapt. Listen, we, we, we don't have it that bad. And, and that and that's what I always tell people. Right. Are things going to change? Yes. For the good? Yes. For the bad? Yes. Just adapt. That That's right. all of it. And, and, we're, and I, I will say the wholesale channel is the best at doing that. But the people who learn how to adapt faster are always more successful every single time. Do you know how many like are these, like aside from brokers are better, the Facebook group? Do you know how many other like mortgage broker, like whatever, I'm not going to say their names, like these Facebook groups, the other ones that I'm in? I got kicked out of all of them. They literally kicked me out of every single one of them because the brokers would make a post saying, oh, UWM wants to take money out of my pocket or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you – like literally Matt literally said, he said, if you don't want to sign the addendum, that's completely fine. There are 73 other or 72 other wholesale companies you can use. He's like, if you do want to sign the addendum, there are still 73 other wholesale companies you can use. The guy didn't say, if you don't sign the addendum, I'm going to put marketing out there to make sure ABC Mortgage never writes another loan. No, he like almost gave you his blessing and hoped you still do good, right? And like, I'm pretty sure that if one day, if you don't sign the addendum and you realize that Quicken Loans is the worst company in the world and you want to go back to UWM, I am almost 100% certain Matt is not going to say, no, 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 no. You played me the first time. You're not coming back. Like, no, he's not going to do that. Like the guy, like he cares. Like, it, like he's a, if you emailed Matt at five o'clock in the morning, I promise you he'll respond to you by the next day. I right. promise you. He will, he responds to every email I send. It's like the guy cares. Stop with this whole BS of like, you're losing your ability to, to choose or, or 
You're losing your ability to run your business or the freedom you want. Bro, no one's taking nothing from you. Like, just if you don't want to sign the addendum, don't sign it. It's so you're still my friend. Don't sign it. You know, whatever. Right. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's just a different way of looking at it. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's let's go on to another topic here, which is and you touched base on it a little bit um, with, with how you you get your referrals and stuff. But there's one thing I want to touch base with you on referrals uh, as we're, we're we're coming down on time here a little bit. We're, we're still good. But uh, I know you said that you prefer client re- referrals over realtor referrals, which I completely agree. But what are some other things that you do to stay top of top of mind with your clients? Yeah. OK, so um, I read this book. It was called like, um, it, it's, it was a while ago it was when I first started. It was like the art of selling without selling. So it, excuse me, it's how to sell without actually selling. So it talks about like five touch points, touching your clients five times a year, right? I touch my clients five times a year, every single client. I send them three cards a year, right? Even if they're the same one, I put a little dollar scratch off in there, send them a card three times a year. I send them a gift two times a year. Every single client, it's essentially going to start getting super expensive because I'm at like 800 closed loans now. It's like, it's really, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to come back. But like, um, like set, I send my clients something every single year, right? Every at Once, one, five times a year, I'll send them something. And within compliance, because, within compliance, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't, whatever. Yeah, I guess I have to say that, right? <laughs> they're, literally, they're literally just like, they're handwritten. I need the... I've been audited so many times. I completely forget nowadays. They're just little postcards, you know, to the CFPB and whoever else is looking at this. So um, anyway, so uh, handwritten cards or, or a bottle, you know, and there's no money in it. It's just a bottle, you know? So um, uh, staying in front of them, right? It's just, hey, thank you so much. It's, this is, it's, they're under $25 in case that's a thing too. So uh, thank you so much for everything, right? Cool. The next thing is when I work with my clients, I stay myself. I will always be myself with my clients. And when I say I'll be myself, I don't mean like I'm going to cuss with them or like I'm just going to like shoot the shit with them or whatever it is. I'm going to talk to my client the same way I'm going to talk to you, Mark. I'm going to be a human, right? I'm going to be a human. I some, when I have a couple of loan officers that just started on my team and I'll send them a client and they'll be like, uh, hi, my name is so-and-so. Um, uh, how, how do I, uh, is, is your name Saber, Sabre? How do I say your name? And I'll be like, hey, I never want you to call a client and say that again. When you call the client, say, hey, my name's Amir Bally. I do not want to say your name wrong. How do I say your name? And then just like crack a joke. Be like, man, I've had some clients that hate me for saying their names wrong. Anyways, man, hey, thank you so much for allowing me to work with you, man. What do you want to do? You want to purchase or refi? Like, just be a human. Be a human. People can tell when they're being sold. How many stores have you walked into, Mark, where you know someone's trying to sell you, right? It's like, you know this person makes commission. I just buy like... You don't care how my day is. Just tell me what I'm trying to buy. You know, it's like, like, it's right. like, it's like, so being yourself with clients will allow you to get more referrals. Genuinely speaking, it's so opposite. It's because people would, people love to support other people. My CPA, I love him to death. I sent him two people already. Like, I just love the guy. The guy answers my call. So I sent him two people. He's never asked me for business. My financial advisor, my financial advisor, I did his mortgage. The whole time, he never said once to me, hey, man, you know, you're doing my mortgage. Can can I be your advisor? Can I look over your fund? Never said anything. Once we closed, I said, hey, man, you know what? I said, I know how much money you make, all this nonsense. You never asked me one time to be, do my advising. Can you look at my stuff? Can you be my advisor? Like, I used him, right? He was just cool. He was like, 
yeah, sure, man. You know, I didn't want to come off pushy. I probably thought you had somebody. No, man, I would love to use you. Now I use it. Right? I've been using it for two years now. That's how you get these more. That's how you get more referrals. That's how you work with people. And then going back to what you said, a closed mouth will never get fed. You have to ask for business. You have to. You just have to ask for business. That's just how it is. I, I ask for business on every single one of my deals. I ask for a Google review on every single one of my deals. You have to ask for business, right? And then, and then finally, like I said, staying on top, staying top of mind. Um, once again, reaching out to the borrowers. Uh, UWM, love them to death because they're brand 360. When it's their birthday, first thing I do in the morning, pick up the phone. Hey, Mark, man, just want to tell you happy birthday, bro. I don't know if you remember me. I did your mortgage about eight, nine months ago. God bless you. You're amazing. Hope everything's going well. Talk to you later. Simple. 30 seconds. Don't ask for business. Hey, thank you so much. Talk to you later. Bye. Done, right? Oh, hey, their credit report gets pulled. I call them. Hey, man, I don't know if you're like refinancing your home or something, but I just want to let you know your credit got pulled. I just want to keep you posted on that, man. It's something I do for my borrowers. Oh, yeah, I'm getting the car. All right, awesome, man. Talk to you later. Like nothing. All right, talk to you later. Thank you so much. Bye. Done. Those are the calls that stand out the most, man. Or even a follow-up text. Thank you so much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Follow-up, 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 follow-up. CRMs, right? Yep. I, I did the thing with you, actually. Now that I think about yeah. it, I did the, on eight news, and I didn't know what a CRM was. Mark, I, I still don't I have went, What? I still don't have a CRM. I still use my notepad. But, but what, I do, what I do, though, is um, – I don't, I haven't changed. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but still, you know, like I'm trying, I'm getting there, you know, but like following up, they say the best follow-up is the one you actually do, right? There's no particular way of following. It's the one that you actually do, you know? So that's how I stay, stay on the top of mind with my clients. That's how that yeah, goes. always in front of them, always thinking about them. I love it. It's, you know, it's, it, and, and, the, and the beautiful thing about our industry is, and I've said this, you know, I used to say there's a thousand right ways to do things. I'm learning there's 5,000 right ways uh, to do things. And some people's stuff is so complex, but it works. And some people still have yellow legal pads. You know what I mean? <laughs> With what you're doing, what you, bro? it works. All right. It works. It's working and you're, and you're, and you're, and you got the consumer, right? That's all that matters. So, all right, Amir, I got one last thing for you here. I'm going to give you two minutes. Okay. We have new people coming to the industry. We got, we got veterans. We have people who are doubling their business, tripling their business. We just put it this way. We have a phenomenal community. What is one piece of advice or, or yeah, let's just say one piece of advice or the floor is yours, two minutes. What would you like to say to our community that's going to help them? Um, it may sound really cliche, but I tell this to my team all the time. Treat every client like they're your first client. Treat every single client like they are your first client. Because I'm sure, Mark, you can tell me your first five loans you ever closed as a broker. You Heck never yeah. forget them. Heck you yeah. Never, I, I will never forget my first client because I told her I've, I've closed a hundred deals and she was my first one, you know, never forget my first client and um, treat every client like they're your first client. And what that really means is your first client, you, you called them, you updated them, you called the agents, you were so particular about everything. You made sure everything was right. You did it. You weren't comfortable. You would come into work every day, check the loan, check the conditions, call underwriting, see title, see payoff, whatever it is. You treat every client like they're your first client. If every single client gets that one-on-one -on -one personal service that like you gave to your first client when you only had one loan, and even the days you have 50 loans, you, you still treat every client like they're your only client, they're going to tell, man. They're going to tell. I, excuse me. I see a lot of brokers. They start closing 5, 6, 10, 20 loans a month. They get super comfortable, so comfortable. Like, that's it. I made it. 
I'm going to close 20 loans a month forever. No, no. you're not. It, it's going to go away, you know? So treat every client like they are your first client. That's my advice. That's all uh, I got. You know, once again, simple, but effective. You know what I mean? And I, I absolutely love that. So, Hey, listen, Amir, I appreciate your time. I know you're busy. Um, you, you upset me with one thing today because I usually get up at 4.45 every morning and now I, I just realized that you're beating me. So that, that kind of pisses me off, but oh well, I'll move on. But uh, no, hey, I, I appreciate your time. I know you're busy. Uh, you know, what what you do for the community. Uh, I absolutely love, love the support. So just thank you for your time today. Uh, thanks, Mark. Hey, I appreciate you, man. And uh, God bless you guys and everything that you do for us. So thank you so much as well, okay? Absolutely. So brokers, if you want to get caught up in all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. Um, you can also listen to all of the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and Google podcasts. So please go in download, subscribe, and please leave us a review. It helps us get the word out there that brokers are better. So once again, Amir, thank you. Um, and uh, on to the next episode. Appreciate you. Spread the word about the brokers are better movement by wearing our t-shirts. Head over to aimgroup.com to buy your Brokers Are Better t-shirts and find lots of other items perfect for yourself, your team, and your community.